Welcome to Straight Talk with Kathy, your go-to source for health and wellness discussions from one of our country's leading motivational speakers, Kathy Robinson Pickett. And now, without further delay, here's Straight Talk with Kathy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Straight Talk with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson Pickett, and I'm a woman with something to say. And as usual... I have a lot to say. (laughs) This week is Thanksgiving week, and for me, that's a time of great gratitude. I live every day in gratitude, by the way. I keep a gratitude journal. I wake up every morning. I give thanks for everything that I have and everything that's coming to me, and I go to sleep at night, and I give thanks to everything that I've received that day. And I hope that most of you listening to me live every day in gratitude, that Thanksgiving isn't just that one time a year that we remember to say thank you for all our blessings. But this time of year is a bigger time of year for me than just Thanksgiving. For the last 21 years, this time of year has meant World AIDS Week is here. And 21 years ago, um, December 1st was my first World AIDS Day being public, um, celebrating that event in Jacksonville, Florida, in the auditorium, surrounded by quilt panels, Hundreds of people that had died of AIDS. Um, Each quilt panel was six foot by three foot. That represented the size of a human grave. Lindsay and Garrett were 14 months and three months old. And I was pushing them around in a double stroller with my now ex-husband, Dan. And imagining that our panels would be there by the time the kids were in kindergarten. And here, I'm 21 years later, celebrating um, World AIDS Day yet another year. And so I certainly have lots and lots to be grateful for. I've put off this podcast for over a week. As you can tell, my voice is kind of icky. I've had the creeping crud that's been going around. And I've used that as an excuse to put it off. But really, I've put it off because I've been at a loss about what I wanted to talk about this week. So many good things have happened in the world of AIDS in the last 21 years. People are living, people are living normal life expectancies. There's all these new AIDS campaigns out there um, showing the face of AIDS, which excites me. It, it makes me feel happy. It truly, truly does make me feel happy to see that people aren't afraid to show their face, their name. But what has had me so frustrated and and beyond belief, kind of just not knowing what to say and whether I should address this today or not, is that all the credit that people want for being an activist these days. Pause Magazine came out with an article representing 100 unsung heroes. That was amazing. It was wonderful. That was great. I was excited to see some of the faces and the names in there. But quickly, I I turned to Facebook on the other night, and I see people being upset that they weren't listed in that hundred names of unsung heroes and why their face wasn't there and why they weren't being talked about. And, And 
I just got angry. I got angry, dadgummit. And I'm not used to getting angry. In the early days, those of us that have been around the last 30 years of the AIDS epidemic, we didn't even think about getting recognition for what we were doing. We were doing what we were doing because we wanted to save lives, because we wanted to save our own lives. We wanted to save our children's lives. We wanted to save the lives for these future activists, not to be positive. That's why we did what we did. And people like Peter Utenbosch and, and people that have come and gone, Martin Delaney and, and all these activists that have outlived, Rob McMurrow and, and all these names that people don't remember today, Barbara Webb, Kimberly Bergellis, Arthur Ashe, all these people that were my friends, that were activists, that paved the road for the future, for the cure, for the medicines, for the treatment, for the vaccine, for those of you that are out there taking a stand today to be able to take a stand and not fear for your lives. Those are the heroes that I want to remember on World AIDS Day. And so I've waited and waited and thought back and forth through my head what I was going to do with this show. And I finally woke up this morning and said, you know what? Ding. I'm going to have a moment of silence, of complete silence, to remember the people that I love, the people that gave their life so that new activists can be out there making a difference that they're making today. So please join me for just the next minute and remember those names of those people that you love. Our work is nowhere near done. Those of you that think AIDS is no longer the disease of the week, you're right, it's not. It's not the disease of the week. People don't wear red ribbons anymore. People don't stand and talk about it. Oh yeah, right now, this week, they do. But schools don't call anymore. People think it's a done deal, that there's all this medicine. We'll move on to the next thing and the next colored ribbon, and we'll do the next walk for the disease of the week, and we'll just keep moving on. But I want to say to you is this, new infections occur every single day. People that should not be coming infected are becoming infected every single day. And I don't mean just in third world countries. I mean today in the United States, in your neighborhood, in your community. So if you're listening to this show and you don't know very much about AIDS, please get the facts. You can go back in my old shows and get tons of information. You can email me. I will get you hooked up with whatever information you need to be able to talk to your children, to be able to talk to your students, to be able to talk to your churches, to your communities, because this disease has not gone away. It's still here. It's interesting for me because our nation's attention has turned to a topic that's so important, bullying. It's in the news every day. People are talking about it. Different AIDS organizations are doing things around bullying today, which I think is fantastic, by the way. I've been doing it for the last 21 years because our children, our Friends Together children, 
have grown up in a world where they've had to keep big secrets and where they've been bullied and where their families have been made fun of. My children grew up when they were little in a community where people taunted them that their mom was going to die. Where we had crosses hung on our door, where we had signs painted that say no AIDS patients allowed here, nailed to the side of our home. When I moved the kids to Lincoln, I told them they were in third grade and fifth grade, fixing to be in fourth and sixth. And I told them we're moving somewhere where nobody knows who you are. You can be who you are here and let people become your friend. I'm not saying keep our secret. Don't keep our secret. It's not a secret. Be who you are. But you don't have to live as public in this community. And that was true for a few months. And then 9-11 happened. After 9-11 happened, Lindsay came home from school one day. And she says, Mom, we're supposed to make a, a, a project, a project about what freedom means to us. And I looked at Steve and I said, well, Lindsay, what are you going to do it on? And she says, I'm going to do a poster project. And I was, well, you have to know that made her mom, the social studies person, really happy. I said, well, I'll help you. And she said, oh, no, Mom, I can do it myself. And a couple of days later, she came out with a double project. It was two poster boards. It started with the Revolutionary War. It went to the Civil War. It went to Civil Rights, Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. It went to Kent State. Only my 11-year-old child would have even known what Kent State was. And she ended it with the story of Ryan White and her mother. I said, Lindsay, are you sure you want to go to school with this? Because you're in a new place. You don't have to do that. And she says, but mom, that's what freedom is to me. Without Ryan White, I wouldn't be able to go to school. Now, Lindsay and Garrett are not HIV positive, but many people don't know that not only did the state say Ryan White couldn't go to school, they said no child born to an HIV-positive parent was allowed to attend that school. That, by the way, was the policy in school districts across the country, even in as close to my home as Tifton, Georgia. So Lindsay and Garrett grew up knowing, if not for these other children, they wouldn't be able to be able to be who they were then. So Lindsay went to school that day and she did her project. Later in the day, I got a phone call from her teacher, Ms. Dorr. Ms. Dorr was in tears and I thought, oh no, something's happened to Lindsay. And instead she says, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of your child. How amazing for her to be able to stand up and take that stand. Well, Lindsay and Garrett have lived that life of being public. And they've got lots and lots of friends. And those friends know who they are, and maybe they would have had lots of different friends if they hadn't been so public. I don't know. But I'm grateful for those friends. I'm grateful for those parents. I'm grateful for Andy and Matt and for Charlie. Charlie was Garrett's best friend growing up. They're still good friends today. Charlie was at our house all the time. Charlie came to Friends Together camps. Charlie is a huge part of the Friends Together organization. But I never knew until Charlie was much older. He wasn't a little kid anymore. And he was at camp one day, and we were talking about secrets. And Charlie told me and everybody there that for all these years, he had thought I had been a prostitute. And I looked at Charlie and said, oh, my God, Charlie, how could you have ever? What? Where did you get that part of the story? And Charlie says, well, Miss Kathy, 
you came to our middle school in, in seventh grade, and they only showed part of the video. We had a fire drill or something happened, and the video cut off at the part there. I would say to kids, nobody's ever guessed that I was a prostitute before when I was trying to get them to figure out how I had HIV. Well, the teacher never restarted the video. So everyone in that school, everyone in, in Charlie and Garrett's friends all grew up thinking that his mom had been a prostitute. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. They were still his friend. And it wasn't until several years later that they put the pieces together when they heard me speak in a real time, in a real place, and said, oh my gosh. Now, what I found out that same week was that Andy and Matt, Charlie's parents, thought the same thing because that's what Charlie came home and told them. So many stories rattle around in my head as we approach the celebration of World AIDS Day. So many stories. Some of them sad, but lots of them so funny. But I will say to you today is this. I don't regret one single moment of my life being public. I don't regret one single moment of the 30 plus years. This summer will mark 30 years of living with this disease. Certainly it changed my life. It changed my family's life. It changed my destiny. It changed who I am. But it's what's made me the person I am today. And I love every moment of my life. I'm grateful for each of you. I'm grateful for each of the activists that came into my life and got me to where I am today. I'm grateful to have been able to have the opportunity the last 20 plus years to share my life, to share my family, share my hopes and dreams, and to share my fears with the world because there are no guarantees in life and I don't know that I'll be here next World AIDS Day to share any more stories with you what I want to end this podcast on is to tell you to let you know for sure that if I were to die tomorrow I died doing exactly what I wanted to do I died making a difference in the world Maybe a small difference, but a difference nonetheless. And that's my challenge to each of you. It doesn't have to be about HIV. It can be about anything that's important to you. But make a difference in the world. Use your story. Use your voice. Use your history. Stand up for the things you believe in. And do it without want of recognition. Do it with just the knowing that you have the opportunity to make a difference in someone else's life. You can reach us on the web at straighttalkwithkathy.com. You can reach us on Facebook at Straight Talk with Kathy, on Twitter at Straight Talk Pod, and by email at straighttalkwithkathy at gmail.com. Until next time, be the boss of your brain.